Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. Okay. Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 7-6-2015. Hi, Alex. And hi, Carl. How are you this evening? Good. How are you? I'm very good. Um, whoever wants to go first, please feel free because we're really looking forward to hearing this. That'd be great. Well, I don't know. My, mine is pretty quick. So if you want to get that out of the way, um, or we sure. can save it to the end. Okay. No, sure. We'll, go with, we'll get the legislative done first. That's always the most fun. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like I said, really quick, um, we just released kind of an updated call to action for California today. Right. Um, SB 140 is headed to a hearing in the Committee on Governmental Organization. Um, so we've put together a fully editable pre-written email for people to send. Uh, anybody in California obviously can participate, but we really want to get people who live in districts represented by members of the committee. Right. So uh, if you haven't received an email from us today, it's because you don't live in one of those districts. Um, we tried to get this out there specifically for those people. I think it was like 760 people. Um, so if you did get an email from us, please uh, participate. You live in an important district and we need you to, uh, you know, your voice obviously carries more weight. And California is very strict about receiving communications from people that don't live in their districts. Um, we found that out the hard way a few months ago. Right. Um, so, uh, and of course, anybody who wants uh, up to the minute updates on SB 140, uh, please check in with NorCal, Safada. Uh, they've been doing a really good job of mobilizing people and providing detailed information about California legislation. Uh, and I believe they are organizing a get-together, uh, I think it's 1.30 uh, in Sacramento at the Capitol on Wednesday. That's July okay. 8th. Um, and so check in with the Not Blowing Smoke folks, check in with NorCal Safada. They're going to have lots of information and that will be good. Um, and so really quickly, uh, we haven't, I haven't entirely sunk my teeth into this, uh, moving on, uh, Massachusetts has a pack of bills that we will likely be releasing a call to action for later this week. So I just want to mention that so that when we get that up, we can put that in the notes okay. for the podcast and right. shocking, shockingly, I've got the legislative update done in under five minutes. So damn you're good <laughs> just lucky all right yeah <laughs> well that looks like they'll uh it'll leave more time for for me to come on this uh podcast by the way this is this is carl phillips uh i'm not normally on this podcast so for those of you who might not recognize my voice i i hope you know my name <laughs> uh i uh i i, I Hope to uh, take the opportunity for for the finally slowing down legislation to come on this podcast and, and talk about some of the the uh, research, scientific, and and so forth work that we're doing. Um, but today I'm here to um, 
announce a new crowdsourcing plan for a new research project. And we'll put the details up on our blogs and our social media tomorrow. Um, that's Tuesday, July 7th, for those of you listening to this later. Um, so you can get more details there. Uh, but we wanted to introduce the idea and provide a bit of the background on this podcast tonight. Um, I think many of you, most of you know that we have the CASA Research Fund. Um, its inaugural uh, mission, of course, was to design and fund the, the study by Igor Burstyn about the chemistry of e-cigarette vapor and liquid, which is probably the most important paper still um, on the topic of e-cigarettes. So, so we're very proud of that and what the research has done, research fund has done. Um, our goal with this fund is to identify very high bang for the buck research um, that will be important for tobacco harm reduction advocacy. And we think we've identified another such project um, to provide the definitive rebuttal of all of those gateway claims that you see floating around out there. Um, in, in case you don't know, the, the gateway claim is a classic refuge of, of somebody who, who wants to condemn a low-risk drug or, or behavior um, but can't come up with any reason based on its actual effects to do so. So what they claim is that it causes people to go on to, to do something that is harmful for them. And of course, the gateway claim all over the place about e-cigarettes right now is that they're going to cause people to take up smoking. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And okay, right. We're all sitting here saying, yeah, why do you even need to write a paper to say anything about it? And the answer is because it's getting so much traction um, among policymakers, legislators. I mean, Alex could uh, speak to, to this. Um, I, I suspect it comes up in every last one of these hearings that you deal with. Am I right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's distracting. It's it's so it, and it's usually off completely, almost unrelated to what the bill they're talking about is uh, is, is addressing. It's just it's one of those kind of you know they just they just want to twist the knife a little bit. It, it's almost like you know there's an indoor use ban being talked about and oh the children are going to start smoking. It's, it's just it, it's it's absurd. Right. If people are vaping in bars, yes. Um, yes, it, it, it's, it's, it's utterly absurd, but, but the fact is that it gets traction. It's, it's, part of, it's even part of the FDA's discussion. Um, but what we don't have, as obvious as it is how absurd the claim is, what we don't have is something we can point to and say, here's the definitive rebuttal of, of all the, the gateway claims. Well, we, we sort of have that. Um, you might have seen my paper um, that was circulated as a working paper on the blogs and then um, and has now appeared in the uh, – see if I can get the whole name right – International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. Um, and you know, it basically shows what research would be needed to provide any evidence whatsoever that, that a gateway claim is occurring. Um, the, the difficulty here is that this paper is a highly technical methods paper. Uh, it's not optimized for advocacy purposes. It requires the reader to, to apply the methods that are in it. So if somebody's making a gateway claim, 
pointing to some awful paper by Stanton Glantz and saying, well, they said they, they showed evidence of a gateway effect here. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's necessary to, to actually step through the analysis and show why it doesn't stand up to scrutiny for, for the methods that I presented. And, and you know, that's, that's a good start. You have to start with something like that. But it's not a perfect piece for, for advocacy. And so the new research that, that's being proposed, and the research project would be led by, by Dr. Karen Hevener, who's been working with me on tobacco harm reduction research for seven, eight years now, um, wrote some of the first research on, on e-cigarettes and, and some other topics, um, along with Catherine Nissen, who um, worked with us when um, Karen and I and Catherine were all at the University of Alberta, um, and myself, um, to review all of the papers, blogs, and other claims that are being put out there as evidence that there is a gateway effect, and using the methods that, that I developed in this paper. And again, you know, the the full details, the the you know actual research protocol, and so forth, will be out for everybody to to see tomorrow. Um, so um, I'm just trying to summarize here, but you know, basically I, I provide a list of uh, about eight steps that you have to look for evidence of a gateway effect. And, and the fact is, to my knowledge, not a single one of these papers that are out there or blog posts or, or whatever actually comes anywhere close to, to meeting um, the necessary you know, to going through the necessary steps to actually provide evidence that, that there is a gateway effect. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of legwork involved here. You've got to go through every last one of these papers, um, review them, and say, nope, not this one, nope, not this one, nope, not this one. And so the research plan is to go through those papers, um, you know, using the scholarly databases to find and identify them, but also mm-hmm. to go through blogs, testimony, um, postings on, you know, authoritative websites at various, you know, various government and advocacy groups where, where they make one of these claims and right. trace all of these back to, to whatever basis um, that they're claiming evidence for a gateway effect. So, you know, you have this massive web of repeating statements that, that ultimately all trace back to a few papers and those papers can be shown to not actually support the conclusion. So pulling all of this together, um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a rather nightmarish project in terms of the scope of the work. But, but what it does is it promises to produce a nice little crystallized single paper or two that say every last one of these claims is debunked here. Um, right. And we can, we can point to that. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, uh, you know, getting to getting to the uh, nuts and bolts of the crowdsourcing, um, the budget for this is a modest fifteen thousand dollars. Again, the research fund is all about 
big bang for the buck. Um, and this is cheaper than about any research project you'll, you'll ever find. Um, and even better, the Kassav Board of Directors voted to match every dollar donated on a one-for-one -one basis. So with that matching fund, we need the community to, to donate $7,500 um, to the research fund in order to, to be able to launch this project, which we think mm -hmm. will be critical for advocacy. And well, that, that's Alex's area. He can uh, <laughs> jump in there. Well, um, I, I can't speak much for the advocacy, but I can tell you, um, just reading all the stories I read every week, the more they bring up the gateway theory, the more it's reflected in comments by, you know, normal people, the hearts and minds we're supposed to be trying to win over and, and telling that vaping will be better for their loved ones than smoking will. They're starting to believe those claims too. We need to refute that. Yeah, exactly. And it, it would be particularly effective to be able to, you know, drop a single link to, to one research paper from a journal um, that says mm -hmm. every last one of these claims has been rebutted. There is okay. no evidence that suggests there's a gateway effect. Yeah. Well, I yes, mean, it's... It there, there's some. There's a bit of. I, I don't know how far this would go legislatively. I, obviously, going forward, it's particularly useful to rebut certain claims. You know, the the, the walking billboard um, claim that they used. They they trotted out in New York City and other places for prohibiting public use, uh, especially in outdoor uh, spaces. Um, but a lot of the preambles to these bills include some mention of youth use, especially now that, that the CDC has released their figures and different states have released their figures and, and it's all being reported with shock and awe. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it would be absolutely very handy, especially in a Twitter conversation, you know, to, just, to just drop a nice link and say, nope, that one is wrong. Nope, that one's wrong too. And uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Well, it kind of, when Carl talks about tracing all those blog posts and stuff back, it, it kind of almost reminds me of, um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen uh, the film Mindhunter, where they're taking and they're putting these pins into the map to trace down a serial killer. That's kind of what it looks like it's going to involve, but on, in a more technical sort of way. Yeah, well, I, you know, I actually did this once um, a long time ago, t over 10 years ago, um, with some of the claims that were being made about smokeless tobacco. Um, and, you know, it was really fascinating. We ended up producing this, you know, gigantic poster size diagram. Now there's much better software for this. I, I, I actually look <laughs> forward to seeing how this plays out. There are all these cool networking software and everything. And mm -hmm. um, But, you know, basically manually created back then the, this, this big, huge diagram that, uh, um, you know, listed various authorities making claims, you know, the National Cancer Institute, the CDC, the Mayo Clinic and everything, and right. tracing these back to the racer you know they, they so many of them just trace back to each other but then you know ultimately <laughs> you tra trace them back and you know basically all of these claims in, the, in that particular case traced back to a single research paper you know which had which a single outlier result that's never been replicated yeah. um yeah. and you know so 
the, the you know the the more technical research that I've already done on this topic that lays the groundwork for uh, for for Karen's more practical research here is mm-hmm. you know sort of shows that you know nobody even makes nobody seems to even make a prima facie case um, for why a gateway would exist. Um, they don't explain what it is they're claiming you know are they are they claiming that in all the history of the world a single person will be caused to start smoking um as a result of this well you know obviously you could never never um find evidence one way or another on that Mm -hmm. or are they claiming that you know half these kids who have experimented with e-cigarettes are going to end up becoming smokers as a result which is you know what they're trying to imply and something right. would be very easy to see in the data if it were actually true which which mm-hmm. of course it isn't <laughs> um and then of course you know the biggest problem of course is that um the people who are trying to you know make up the claim that there's evidence for a gateway effect um seem to use the same tactic over and over again in which they they show that the same younger people, um, teens or young adults who mm-hmm. have smoked have also tried e-cigarettes. Um, and, right. you know, and we say, uh, yeah, because they're using them for the same reason adults are for, for tobacco harm reduction. reduction. And, um, but you know, if you're just looking for, you know, just see a correlation in the data, um, you get the same correlation if there were hypothetically a gateway effect, um, or if every single person is trying to use it for tobacco harm reduction. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so if if you were to do <laughs> if you were to do this research, um, you know, asking people who are currently fifty years old, um, you know, have you ever smoked? Have you ever used an e-cigarette? You know what? You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna find yeah. a strong correlation there. Um, yeah. But that's not because uh, adults are taking up smoking; it's because they're quitting smoking. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it, it's. It's frustrating. I know I tried to trace back just comments one time in a California newspaper, and I traced the comments all the way back to a seventh grade project that these four kids won tickets to go see a movie for. And they were the first ones I could find making the claim on a video. And then all of a sudden it was just like everywhere in California. It's it's almost like the game telephone. And that's just like newspaper comments. So I can't even imagine what it would take to try and do this for real scientific. Well, all right. What it would take to reverse engineer what what passes for scientific research to disprove it. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's it's an interesting approach. And, um, you know, when when we think of scientific research, you know, we think of labs or doing a new survey or, you know, developing analysis methods like like the the paper I did that's a jumping off point for this but but sometimes you know just getting into the muck of where suppose you know information and I use the term loosely you know <laughs> true or false right mm-hmm. where information comes from can be um, incredibly interesting and that's what this project would, would do but you know it's not it's not so glamorous as a lot of these other areas of research and, it, and it's a hard slog but you know it it can just be so incredibly useful and you know I think mm-hmm. that this this is an example of that 
Yeah, well, I think we need it. So when the information goes up tomorrow, I'm going to be the first one who donates. Well, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and everybody, um, you know, obviously any donations, large or small, are great. If you don't feel like you can um, donate very much, donate a token amount and we'll be able to you know talk about the hundreds or thousands of people who who supported this um you know obviously we appreciate any donation of, of any size um we uh <laughs> you know I'll, I'll never forget um when we first launched the the research fund um to to fund that that paper that you know, was ultimately written by by Burston, that research project that we had had proposed and recruited him to to do, and we were thinking, okay, you know, in, in a month we ought to be able to raise the the twenty thousand dollars that we need to to do that, and that you know that one was mm -hmm. another another great bargain, and and we right. fully funded it in less than four days. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm no, not I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that that's our goal here or anything. <laughs> um, it, but it was it was amazing. It was yeah. amazing to see it and the way everybody came together. I mean, to me. This is necessary. You need to understand where the lies come from, and you got to untangle the web. And this is critical for that. It's critical for it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it would be great if uh, if we could do ten other projects like this, and you know, maybe this would would inspire some some other researchers too. It might lay lay the groundwork. Um, I mean, this 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 is this is the type of. Uh, the type of research that um, nobody ever does, and, and, you know, it, it's really true. I mean, you know, uh -huh. I, I gave the example of that project I did 10 years ago. I haven't done anything like it since. I can't think of anybody else doing anything in this space that's like it mm -hmm. since, since then. Um, we all you know, we, we have these thoughts, like like you were telling us, Jan, you know, saying, wonder where that comes from and tracing it back and everything. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, actually taking that up a notch and, and turning it into, you know, real proper scientific research and getting it into a journal and everything um, <laughs> means, yeah. that you don't, you, <laughs> means that you don't have to do that again every single time because you yeah. have something to point to. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's awesome. That's great. I, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to read. I, well, you know, I read a bunch of these things, so I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it completed. I can't well, wait. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And like, you know, like I said, I, I want, you know, in this, in this forum, I don't want to belabor it any, but there, there will be as much to read about it as, as anybody wants to, who wants to, to dig into the details of, of what the research plan is. There's a, you know, a full, research protocol, um, you know, exactly as if someone were submitting a grant to, uh, to, to a federal agency or something. Sure, it would be nice if the federal agencies would fund stuff like this, but we know they're not oh. exactly on our side, so uh, that's, yeah. that's why we got to do it ourselves. Yeah, Un unfortunately, but, you know, uh, doing it yourself also kind of ensures that you're not even if you were to find something that was unflattering, you would tell the truth. Do you know what I mean? You can still hold your integrity up. You're not beholden to some federal agency and coming up with their conclusions, which is what they want. Yep. Whether yep. they say it in so many words or not. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, when, when, when I spoke at the, at the last FDA workshop on, on e-cigarettes and they make everybody, uh, you know, give this conflict of interest disclosure and, and so forth, I led mine off by pointing out that, uh, that I'm there representing CASA, the consumers, the real stakeholders here, and that's right. no conflict of interest with the science because the consumers are the only people in this whole political mess who actually want the full truth and nothing but the truth. Um, yes. every, everybody else has a game to play, an agenda to pursue. Um, consumers, consu- you, know, if, you know, if we're talking about health issues, you know, that's a different project, but, you know, if we're talking about health issues, consumers legitimately want to know if, if there's a risk. They don't want it sugar-coated. They want to be able to make a, a good decision. Um, and so, you know, that's, that, that is, you know, something that's great about being able to work with CASA is, yeah. that, uh, is that only the truth matters. That's right. No more lies. <laughs> um, well, it's true, right? Um, so I want to thank both of you for coming on this evening and for talking about the research project. I'm super excited about it. Um, I, I can't wait to go through all of it and I can't wait to donate. Uh, thank you for coming on. Have a great evening. Thanks. Thank you. Good night. Good night.